Bless, bless. I'm gonna be starting work. Yeah. Joe Rastafari. Oh, Shivashenko. Hurry, hurry, gotcha. Oh, no, sure. Oh, she. Oh, my God. What's this about a radio station? Is that a real... Yeah, real community idea? radio. Maui Community Radio. Podcast uh, it? Well, we could certainly... Yeah, I'm sh- they probably already are podcasting the community radio. We could just get on it and, like, jump on board. Om Shiva Shankar. Om With the show. And you could DJ which would be a great way to get the music out there. You know, and we can give credit where it's due as a DJ on a local radio station. I think I've heard some of that random community radio music before, and it was just one time I remember it was so dope. Oftentimes, it's really what's up. how the rights work can I just like go off my Spotify playlist you know I don't know but we know the people to ask about that we can certainly find out we can certainly whatever get on air you know and if they don't have a podcast I'm sure they're open to podcasting their community radio local community radio especially if they could get a a global audience they could potentially global audience. Do you think reasoning sessions are designed to grow into more of like an elder circle? Oh god, that sounds too Huh? Um, Isn't that how you kind of first described it? An elder circle? Yeah, like the, the community leader, the... Om Shiva Shankar, reasoning... Oh, so uh, yeah, the nature of reasoning. Well, reasoning is a Rasta term. People get together and reason, and uh, reasoning is for the purposes of learning. So we're trying to to share what we've learned in order to. Uh, propagate the learning through reasoning. Boom Shiva. I think it's called sense making too. That's another new term. Oh. Sense making. Bless, bless. So we're in the uh, in the paradigm shift. We're moving out of the old paradigm into a new paradigm we can call uh, an abundance paradigm. We're moving, uh, uh, the world has been run by fear, you know, since written history. In fact, we could say that written history might be a product of fear. You know, there was a time, we know from archaeological evidence, there was a time when history wasn't written down, it was sung and danced, and that was the age of the goddess prehistory uh, the Neolithic
the book, uh, The Alphabet and the Goddess. I don't remember who wrote it. Contrasts uh, the age of the goddess with the age of written language, the age of God. So we find ourselves in the prison of a thinking mind that thinks in language. There's an African shaman in Melodoma Somme who uh, grew up in a traditional tribal village and his grandfather was a shaman and uh, he was kidnapped as a young child by Jesuit priests and raised uh, as a Jesuit in a Jesuit school and escaped and went back to his village. And uh, they wouldn't accept him until he went through his initiation. Ended up getting his PhD from the Sorbonne and he says that uh, one of the worst things that ever, I can't remember what he exactly says, but in one of his books he says that uh, uh, one of the things that made him sad was how early he learned how to read and write because it took away from him uh, his medicine, Bumshiva. So the ego is, is the thing that uses language to think. And it, its greatest conclusion is that it exists. And then it discovers compelling evidence to the contrary, that it's just an AI program. And so it becomes neurotic and pathological and insists on uh, being useful in order to keep existing. So it keeps thinking. And then we invent a civilization that's based on I think, therefore I am. And all our existence is due to our thinking. So if we were to stop thinking, we would stop being, and that would be annihilation. So we, uh, we fear an empty mind, and this is our pathology. Because the truth is, I think because I am. And being itself... Uh, non-linguistic being, simple presence and awareness, uh, empty awareness. Because the mind isn't thinking, the mind is empty and potentially very clear. Uh, this requires the annihilation of the ego, the thinking mind. So the process of meditation is the process of becoming aware of the thinking mind and letting it go and coming back to the breath and posture and sensation over and over and over again like wearing out the sole of a shoe. And we wear away the ego until a little bit of emptiness reveals itself. As in the microcosm, so in the macrocosm. So the meditation is our collective healing.
by making meditation and gardening the twin pillars of public education. We create a truly sustainable society, a sustainable civilization, which in theory would be eternal, which means it already exists. And we're just remembering it. We're coming out of a dark age. We're coming out of the Kali Yuga, the age of machines, the age of linear time. And we are remembering that time is cyclical. Time repeats itself. Patterns repeat themselves. Time is merely a pattern of patterns which tend to repeat themselves. Entering uh, a yuga, an epoch of time uh, that resides at a higher vibrational frequency. The age of Aquarius, Aquarius is the water bearer, the water is information. This is the age of information, it's the age of transparency, and so everything that's been hidden in shadows is coming to light. And what we're seeing is horrifying. We're seeing the pathology of the fear of death, the fear of annihilation, which is requisite to inner peace. The paradox is the mind cannot find peace. Peace returns to letting go mind. And so in meditation, we find peace in being, in being a human being. Breath and posture and sensation, this is being. It is an infinite experience. That language can never embody. That symbol, the map is not the territory. And all our symbols of being are mere representation of something exquisite and divine and infinite. And nameless and languageless. And this is our sanity. This is how we find our sanity. We don't think our way to sanity, we breathe our way into sanity. 
we think our way out of sanity and we breathe our way back in. So we are remembering enlightened civilization. making meditation and gardening the twin pillars of public education. We create a sustainable civilization It seems to... Uh everything at the roots <laughs> of the issues. Bless. The scarcity that is driving fear and <clears throat> separation will be assuaged by abundant food and opportunities locally sourced, self self uh, self-sufficient sufficient and the, the meditation is taking care of inner wealth and outer wealth. We, yeah, we mental well-being. Bless. The inner experience and the outer experience are both provided for. And one without the other loses its balance. is wealth. Jesus Christ, amen. Jara Safara. That's kind of the point. Amen. It's those incentive structures we're taught that things will fill the void, <clears throat> will make mm. us well. The, the structure of the old paradigm, the, the incentive structures of the old paradigm, yeah, rewarded ruthlessness. Rational, rewarded rationality, heartlessness. Hard rationality. Hard rationality. The, uh, the alphabet and the goddess... The alphabet fears the truth of the goddess. The goddess is irrational and embodied. The alphabet is sim map and the goddess is territory. So of course the alphabet is insecure and compensates with the attempt to dominate and exploit. So the age of the goddess was dominated and exploited by the age of God. The written God. Rationality and material. Rational thinking. 
language using, thinking, symbolic logic. This symbolic logic uh, gives us rules by which to operate. And those rules lead to the exploitation of life itself because life itself is irrational. And so the rational thinking mind sees no need for it to be. It can be destroyed, replaced with a robot or a computer program, virtual reality, Transhumanism. Jesus Christ, Amen. Jai Rastafari. This is the old paradigm. Om Shiva Shankara. Har Har Ganja. Om Namah Shivaya. Om Shiva. The inevitable endpoint of rational thought is the recognition that life itself is unnecessary. Om Shiva. That's kind of the hole you dig yourself into, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it well, leads into the... a purposelessness <clears throat> that actually isn't worth the candle. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah, it's uh, it's not worth thinking about, literally. And it's, <clears throat> it's not that life actually became purposeless. Right. It's that, it's that thinking cannot encompass being. And that's the only lens you can see through at that time. Right. If you are disembodied, if we are disembodied, we can be exploited. And so the powers that were have been doing everything they can to disembody us in order to exploit us. It's through our re-embodiment that we are regaining our power, our being. Boom, Shiva. So as we re-embody ourselves, we step away from the prison of this rational thought, which is leading to the destruction of life itself. And this is the awakening of the goddess, the awakening of the divine feminine, the awakening of the intuitive, which correlates to the age of Aquarius and the dawning of the Dvapara Yuga. Albert Einstein wrote a paper called, he wrote a social science paper that he's, that has been suppressed because the title of the paper is Why Socialism? 
Now you, you have to ask yourself who's who's smarter. All the capitalist talking heads or Albert Einstein. And in his paper, Albert Einstein uh, quotes someone else who says uh, capitalism and agrees with him and says, this quote is so apt I have to repeat it. Capitalism is the predatory phase of human evolution. So the new paradigm recognizes that capitalism is materialism. And materialism denies non-material, i.e. spiritual, law. Quantum physics tells us that non-material, i.e. spiritual uh, consciousness is the very ground out of which physical, i.e. Material, material reality arises. So spiritual law is actually governing uh, material reality. Capitalism is a deliberate attempt to deny this spiritual law in order to exploit material reality. And it is based on fear. And it is transcended by compassion. And the new paradigm is born out of compassion. We don't win the war on capitalism with war. We don't win the war on materialism with war. The pen is mightier than the sword, and the art of persuasion is far more potent than force. And in peace we achieve victory over conflict itself. who invented the term permaculture writes that uh, we live in a culture with a power hierarchy and those at the top of the power hierarchy um, depend on an absence of self-sufficiency and gardening therefore is a subversive act and the reason gorillas of the past failed is because they used words and bullets instead of gardens. 
So the pen is mightier than the sword, and the garden is mightier than the pen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I, Mother Nature herself, which again leads us into balance between masculine and feminine. See that bumper sticker up there? <clears throat> the bumper sticker says non judgment day is coming. Word. Bless. Bless. This is the revelation that compassion overwhelms competition. That's the root of the the uh, the real socialist dream is that in the end, compassion overwhelms competition, and people uh, discover that cooperation brings competitive advantage. And by working together, we achieve what we all want. Peace and prosperity. And we achieve peace and prosperity by making gardening and meditation the twin pillars of public education. Though we stay open to other methods of the universe bringing this about. Bless. Bless. I'm (laughs) I'm stoked about hearing better ideas. Yeah, just uh, I wouldn't single out one one method that is is bureaucratic in nature. Hmm. Maybe it's something that sprouts out of the internet ah. or something you know well bless because people are learning gardening and meditation bless online well, waiting for the government to institute it into the education public education is probably going to be a long wait I don't know if we can afford a long wait yeah we might need another way <laughs> we might need Subversive uh, uh, <laughs> international community. <laughs> Bless. Well, uh, okay. So, real talk. I want to uh, uh, fundraise to have a meditation retreat in front of the Capitol building. Burr, burr, burr. Have a ten-day meditation course in front of the Capitol building. That's interesting. That would jumpstart everything, wouldn't it? get people talking if we could if we could fundraise the money to get a crew to go sit rent a hotel I don't think you can spend the night there hotel and taxis and food and whatever 
just accrue and meditate for 10 days. And then reason after that. And that would, uh, inshallah, that would jumpstart a great deal. That sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to sign up? Yeah. Well, honestly, I want to do a prep course before I go. For real. I want to do a course here just to get my head in shape before I go there. Yeah. But that's truth be told that's the goal awful as it sounds and terrified as I am <laughs> that's the goal bust that out and then be done with it right <laughs> be like alright it's almost like meditation graffiti <laughs> <laughs> in your face <laughs> that's the kind of protesting that they can't turn on you Right, it's it's, uh, it's silent and still. It's it's. I mean, I don't th even think it falls into the category of a protest, really. It would be painted that way, though. Uh, well, maybe I would have the opportunity to speak about it and, yeah. and illustrate it not as a protest, but as a as a statement of conviction. And. Uh, simply a, a political strategy to get people's attention and get them to, to, to pay attention. Simply a ploy <laughs> to get people to notice me. <laughs> not me, not the messenger, but the message. That's a Bless, bless. Don't you think uh, sort of a private school as a starting point? Honestly, bro, Colorado has already passed a state law that says that uh, all kids going to public schools have to be mandatory vaccinations for all public schools. So everybody's going to pull their kids out of public school. Everybody who can afford to. So who's going to be left in the public schools are the most vulnerable, as usual. Right? Boom, Shiva. So the public schools are... are where the transhumanism is going to take is where they're going to be able to to plant their microchips their nanochips beneath 10,000 5G towers and reprogram people's minds kids' minds 
poor kids, the minorities. structures less likely to submit to gardening and meditation as the core pillars well it's going to require a political mandate boom shoot unquestionably yeah, it's a big one. But it's the public schools are where uh, during the lockdown, school kids had no no uh, nothing to eat because their food their meals came from school. So why not teach them how to garden? Right? I mean, right? A civilization that can read and write and do math but does not know how to garden or meditate is not civilized and not sustainable. A civilization that knows how to read and write and do math and knows how to meditate and knows how to garden is civilized and sustainable. In fact, there are those who would argue that a civilization that just knows how to garden and meditate might be civilized and sustainable. They certainly have a longer track record than uh, literary civilizations. So we are remembering how to be civilized. By making a determined effort to live with harmony within us and around us. living in harmony with the seasons and living in harmony with the cycles of life and living in harmony with nature and living in harmony with one another an eternal civilization is out there watching us waiting us for waiting for us to remember how to be civilized And they're breathless with anticipation because we're almost there. This is a big moment in galactic consciousness. But we have to purify ourselves these neurotic pathologies 
that imprison us in the thinking mind. Shiva, Om Shiva Shankar, Hari Hari Ganja, Om Namah Shiva. Bless, bless.